state and still draw them at every forum. Don't lose no points, I just score them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the forum. I go by the name of Charles Diamond, aka Bob Cousy's biggest fan, here with Ali, aka Bob Cousy's alright. <laughs> Raj, aka. We don't say Celtics on this podcast. Oh, no, no Celtics whatsoever. <laughs> I thought we. I thought that's what we were trying to do. I, I, I'm sorry for saying this, but I think it's only for. Okay. Starting it off early. <laughs> you did that on purpose, though. Well, you, you're not slick. Yeah, you're not slick. No, I just needed like I needed it to be known. I was trying to educate you guys. You, you, that, I appreciate you actually educating the listeners. No, wait, Ollie, who, who did you say? I who, said who can't. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. This is great. <laughs> Um, I don't get it. In reference to Bob Cousy. Oh, you ble- you bleep it out when I say. Got it. Got it. Sorry. That's just that's a lot of bleeps in the first minute of the pod for for people who have sensitive ears. You know, maybe we're causing someone to have tinnitus in their ears when they hear the beep. You, you never know. I'm thinking about people's medical histories. You'd rather have that than them hear the name. But yeah. See that one was weird because now I'm gonna have to bleep it out. <laughs> In order. You know what? That's fine. It's whatever. Uh, so, in reference to... I mean... See, I didn't even do that on purpose. I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> That's like 10 bleeps in like 2 minutes. No, it's, it's especially funny because I take notes while we record to figure out what I have to edit out. So now there's just 5 lines of me saying, bleep out this name, bleep out this name, bleep out this name. <laughs> um, so anyway, about Bob Cousy. LeJethro Jenkins uh, for Yahoo Sports created a video on why Bob Cousy was underrated. I'm sorry, overrated, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, also because there are like videos of Bob Cousy like making people fall, like taking angles by literally changing direction while dribbling. Um, and I, I, had a, I had a conversation with my coworker the other day because he was like pulling up, you know, black and white highlights from like the 60s and he was like for like, like the 50s and he was like see i miss basketball when it was about skill like look at this pass this guy made and it was like a full court pass and i was like dude kent Bazemore can make that pass <laughs> like you're not realizing what has happened here i i used to be the defender of like saying that back in the day it was still just almost as good um i watched a full i remember my friend was trying to convince me i watched the full game and it was like from 1960 something i don't even remember it was like really early and i watched the full game and i couldn't even finish it all the way i was like all right i believe you i believe you it's just because you just see highlights but if you watch a full game you just watch the defense and everything you're like all right never mind i was totally wrong yeah, they shot like five threes a game, right? Back then. <laughs> they didn't have, I don't think they had threes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I have a I have a guy who I used to work with. He he actually just left our job to to go work for the Yankees and he's like whatever like the people who defend like old timey basketball, he's like the opposite of that. He's like he's like Ben Simmons. If if he if you put Ben Simmons on that Showtime Lakers team, they never lose a finals. Like like not even like in the sixties, like in the eighties. He's like in the past twenty years, the competition blows us out of the water. Uh, for for past prior prior basketball players, I will say this: it's it's very true that players nowadays will like destroy players from back then. But it's also not fair, just because there's so many you know like there's new ways to learn how to play basketball, like just stuff like that. And it's not fair because they didn't have that back in the day, but it's like no question that players now would destroy players back then. 
Yeah, that's true. But I still think, like, the great players back then, like, they were great among their era. And then if they were here today, would probably still be great among this era, if that makes any sense. Zubak like, would drop 50 on Bill Walton. <laughs> I saw a tweet that said, like, JaVale McGee would be, like, a Wilt Chamberlain back then. I'm like, slow down. Like, that's not true. Like, <laughs> there would still be some sort of, like, skill gaps that are they're creating. I know, but it's still fun to do. <laughs> I think... I think there's like modern things that players have done even in the 90s that like even if players from the the 60s, 70s had access to, they would perform better. Like I I think about Ron Artest, for example, in like the mid 2000s. Like imagine if James Worthy was sipping Henny at halftime for a little extra juice, you know what I mean? Like maybe he would just go off like Ron Artest. I just, that was I just wanted to get a Henny plug in there. I don't even like Henny, to be honest. You're going for some advertisements, huh? I would prefer Duce or Carvassier if we had a cognac sponsor. That's not promo. That's just personal taste. I will take Bush Light as a sponsor. Bush Light? Have you not heard of Bush Light? I have not. Is that a beer? It is the fanciest of beers, Rob. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. If, if we're going crappy beer, I'm like a big Milwaukee's best fan. No, man. Bush Light is the way to go. But I have, I've been known to have bad food tastes and now drink tastes. <laughs> I, ain't nothing wrong with some bush light. You Thank know? you. A, a nice frosted stein of bush light. <laughs> <laughs> How about IPAs? Do you guys drink IPAs? Or no? Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm not like, I don't drink a lot of beer anymore. It's like mm-hmm. cognac and wine almost exclusively. Unless I've been drinking for a while and then it's whatever is available. I'm going to I'm gonna say my favorite beer, but I feel like a lot of people will make fun of me after this because I already get made fun of when I say it's my favorite beer. But my favorite beer is Blue Moon, and I will stick to it. One, I have no problem with that. Two, I was creeping on your Instagram comments one time, and I feel like I knew that from an Instagram <laughs> story or something. <laughs> it was something to do with a chicken nugget. I don't know. Oh, oh, no. It was uh, I Instagram story, like a chicken nugget on, like, uh, like clipped on. Like, I replaced an orange with a chicken nugget. Yes on my blue moon as my story and then harrison screenshotted it and posted it on twitter (laughs) there we go my twitter and instagram are two different lives (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) uh uh, here sir here is your blue moon with your chicken mcnugget garnish uh would you like a dollop of ketchup on the rim (laughs) (laughs) could you imagine if like i grabbed the chicken nugget and just squeezed it into the (laughs) dog Dog, why? No. <laughs> This—that's the type of the idea you have when you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is my flu pod. This is my flu pod. All right, so I'm expecting some hard hitting analysis and some <laughs> introspective perspective. I'm expecting mirror and fader levels of journalism from you right now. <laughs> I can't do that. That's that is impossible. That she is so good. She's so yeah. good at what she does. I get lost in like the writing. She's a really good writer. Yeah. And then I listened to her on the Full 48 pod, and I was like, yo, she needs a podcast. This is... Oh, yeah, that was really good. Like, she was great on that podcast. Is Mirren Fader paying us right now? Like, what's going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> the segment was sponsored by Mirren Fader. <laughs> About to bleep her name, too. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't even want to put her in the category as that other guy. Let's yeah. test to see if he does it. Oh, man. It's just that's just too many. People are gonna e- think even even Mirren would be pissed at how many bleeps. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, guys, I just I I'm not a bandwagon fan, but 
the Lakers are in a really tough spot right now. And, uh, you know, I go on Twitter and I just, I don't know if I can take the stress of being a Laker fan anymore. It was one thing when we had the best record in the league, but now we're tied and it's just, ah, I don't know if I can root for a team that ties for the best record in the league. This is not what I had signed up for when I was rooting for Kendall Marshall. I've, <laughs> I, I actually decided to jump ship. Yeah, I'm going to go to Luka Doncic. He's just better than LeBron. He beat LeBron. It's just, you know, it's time to... I already know that Raj is on uh, Doncic Island because he's on every island. <laughs> he's got a whole continent. It's not an island. <laughs> I actually went back to Ingram Island. Like, it's it's nice over here now. They got lights. Like, just running water. Like, it's, it, it's running well. Raj is even running Kent Bazemore Island. Like, I went there and he was still... And he was there. He had, like, five houses. That's an island. <laughs> that's that's an, that's not even a whole island. That's an archipelago or something. <laughs> that's not how you pronounce that. I feel like I've said that word before on the pod. Anyway, what word? Archipelago. Spell that. No. Is that like a peninsula, or is it like? No, it's like a it's like a series of islands. Okay. It's like where you fight the elite four in Pokemon Red. Oh, you know, okay. like you hop from island to island. that was a really nerdy. Anyway. So you're giving Kent Bays more one of those, right? Is that, yeah, he is gets that one. Doing? He doesn't okay. get the whole seat archipelago. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Okay. There's like sure. there's his island, and then there's Rodney Hood's island, and then there's Terrence Ross's island, and that's the 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 streaky wing archipelago. That's the SSA SWA. Whatever. It's late. Is that like the Zapdos and all those Pokemon? Am I there you go. Oh, okay. And Lugia and all that. That, that was gold and silver. Zapdos was red, blue, yellow, but I'm still with you. Yeah. Okay. All I know from Pokemon is Pikachu, Pigglypuff. Piggly, was it Pigglypuff, right? Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff. And Charizard. Listen, Charizard was like, uh, as a kid, I like idolized Kobe and the Undertaker, and the third was Charizard. <laughs> Like Charizard, I had his tool. Like I had everything about Charizard. What what a triumvirate of power! You know how like quite the the triple. You know how you know how like you really remember like some tragedies as a kid, and it really sticks to you no matter how young you are. I remember seeing an episode where Charizard like was flying, and then he got attacked, and he fell into like a forest, and I started crying. Oh wow! Yeah, Charizard's big for me, man. Did you start at like Charmander, or was it like skip to skip to Charizard? I don't even know what Charmander is. <laughs> oh, okay. Dog. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's rough. You just like pissed off every Pokemon fan that like was listening, <laughs> was like respecting your Charizard respect. Like they just like jumped right off the ship. <laughs> you don't even know the predecessors. <laughs> Listen, I I just I, yeah I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up before I get anyone pissed. <laughs> Do you remember the the I don't know if they had this in California the the toy store Zany Brainy? No, no. It was like a, it was like a nerdy toy store. They had like science toys, and when Pokemon cards came out, they had a Pokemon card tournament for youth back in the day. And I was the Fredericksburg Zany Brainy champion. So wow. if if you want to just like not talk about Pokemon and disrespect Charmander, that'd be fantastic. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, I might have to pull out my my health counters, and we're gonna have to get to it. The only Char I know is Charizard and Charbroiled Burger. That's it. Oh, Burger King. Oh. Burger King, Washed King, Luca hit a step back three over LeBron. See, we all came back. Full circle. That was a sickness. Yes. I, listen, I, I'm not hurt by that loss by any means. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really, I don't know what happened the second half, but I'm not like, there's a lot of fans that were like disappointed after that loss, but I don't know. I just, they were due for a loss first off. 
They mm-hmm. played so many games in a row where they just didn't try that hard, and it was going to come back to bite them, and it did. They, they, I mean, like you said, they started out the gate really hot, and then that second half, they kind of like let their foot off the gas, and mm-hmm. I think they just, I don't know, I think this loss is actually going to be big for them. Like, there's times where you learn after loss, and I think this can be one where like, okay, our upcoming schedule is pretty hard. We got to stop playing lazy to start games and stuff like that. So I think this is like a decent loss, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, Dallas is legit. That's a really good team, and I'm kind of scared what Luka becomes at, like, 25, that he's 20 right now and just dicing up teams. I was Wait, just he's, not, he's, he's not 28? No, not, no. not yet. Okay. He's not Buddy Heald. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, just making sure. Um, <laughs> no, go, but go watch the Kings. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I was... <laughs> I was just disappointed, like, how we lost, I guess, because people kind of blame that third quarter where they went on, like, the 20 to whatever, oh, run. But to me, it was more in the second. I don't know if you guys watched, like, I think Fogel started with Rondo and Troy Daniels as a backcourt. Yep. yep. With, I think, Caruso at the small forward, and that, that just got ran out. And then he tried that again in the second half, which was kind of disappointing. But, yeah, that was my only disappointment. I mean, we were going to lose. We just won 10 in a row, and then you go on 200 EC trade packages. I mean, it's kind of it's wild. My my thing with Troy Daniels is he he does suck at defense or he's not mm-hmm. great, but he actually tries. He like oh no le- yeah he legit tries. And but the thing is, you just can't place him next to like the point guard on the team has to be like a strong defensive guard. It can't right. it can't be like Rondo. Yeah, yeah. I was watching. I was actually watching Detail earlier today, Kobe's show, mm-hmm. and I was watching the one about Ben Simmons. And one of the first things Kobe said was like. It been, he was talking about Ben Simmons' defensive posture, and he was like, "If you're you're the leader of the team, or you're you're looked at as one of the leaders of the team, and, and you're standing upright, first possession of the game, you're standing upright. Uh, you know, it's easy to blow by you. It, you know, somebody somebody gets a step on you, and instead of being in a good position, you're having to recover, using your length to recover, as opposed to to using your technique. And that just that just made me think about like." God, we miss Avery Bradley because there's that, that attitude, that aggression at the quote unquote point guard spot where if you replace that with Rondo, it's like, it, it does trickle down. Like if, if that's the head of your defense, if that's like right. the first thing, the, the thing that people see, yeah. like, oh, their lead guard is just going to get into the teeth of our defense immediately because of the, the, the attitude that our, our point of attack is taking. It's like, it's hard to recover from that. Like, yeah, he's like their spark plug. Like they, They'll see his intensity because he keeps it like I think he's the only player on the team. Well, no, Anthony Davis, too, at least on the defensive end, where they're on 24 7. Right. Avery Bradley does not let up. He has two fouls, and he, like, and there's in, in the first quarter, he'll still keep it at the same intensity level. And I think that's what, you know, motivates the team a lot is seeing Avery Bradley start off games like that. So, yeah, I can definitely, definitely see that. Yeah, Bradley sets the tone. He's the one that, like, is very aggressive. And KCP's been good, you know, like, he hasn't. Hasn't been bad defensively, but just when KCB goes out and then it's like Rondo or Daniels, like it's such a drop off that it's, it's it's pretty insane. It's hard to it's hard to like cover for that. I'm curious, you guys have seen the difference between like uh, KCP off the bench and KCP as a starter. When mm-hmm. when uh, Bradley's back, what do you do? I'm starting Bradley again. <laughs> starting Bradley. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even a question for me. I think so. I think when Bradley's fully healthy, I don't think he starts right away. I think actually Vogel will probably bring him off the bench to start. That's my guess. Like mm-hmm. I would just, I could just see him starting him off the bench just for like limited minutes and then bring him back to the starting lineup. At least I feel like that's gonna happen. Yeah, I see that too. Okay, Ali Fader. Um, yeah, I mean, 
<laughs> Did I put that beautifully or something? I did not have the words that Miriam usually puts it as. Uh, it was pretty beautiful. Um, oh, it, it was at the least introspective. I can, you know, you were projecting, you know, your your emotive intelligence onto onto someone else's decision making process. So I feel like that's something she would do. It's about conditioning, right? Like you don't want to throw Avery Bradley in there if he, you know. Right. I feel like it, I've never seen a player just come back, start thirty minutes after an injury, <laughs> like a, a, fra- a hairline <laughs> fracture, nonetheless. Yeah, that, that, so you're I probably think, right. I think throwing them back in it is just causing, is just asking for trouble. Right. Can we uh can we talk about Kuz it's also the shooting right? Sorry, what? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> no, I said it's also the shooting right, but <laughs> yeah, also go the on. Shooting. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's usually your no, no, no. You go ahead. No, no. no. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I was talking about Danny Green, honestly, but not even Dan. Like, it's just you know, guys can't hit shots. Like, like. We were talking about how Troy Daniels and Quinn Cook couldn't hit shots, and that disease has now—well, not has now, but you know—it's uh-huh. just it's when when we don't hit shots and we play defense like we don't care. Uh, that's not that's not a great combination. Also, we started playing the refs, right? It felt yeah, like more the Lakers were playing the refs instead of the Mavericks. Like they were just like, "Hey, look! Like this is a foul," and then that came into like five more possessions. And then I think Vogel got tech, KCP mm-hmm. got tech, Dwight should have yeah. gotten one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I that's one of my pet peeves too. I just feel like like obviously the refs referees miss calls like duh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, like if you just that 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 one and a half seconds like that the team loses mm-hmm. based off someone like raising their arms and jogging looking at the refs instead of like hustling back on defense like those add up. I I just I hate to see that because <laughs> so often I see someone complaining and then I see uh, uh you know an. An, e- uh, uh, an easy trip to the basket, an easy like yeah, transition right. bucket on the next yep. end. Mm-hmm. I it, hate that. I hate that, that so much. That like two seconds of complaining can can cause you to miss your player like running back on the court or like running down the court. Yeah, I, I felt like they had a gripe though last night. Like I don't know, it's just me. It just seems like when LeBron drives, it's he has to like die to to get a call. I don't know if that's just me, but you're right. You shouldn't be complaining anyways. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be the person that says it. LeBron has gotten the least amount of free throws this season, like averages, yeah. and I don't know why. Like, I mean, he's still attacking the basket regularly, but he's not getting the calls as much. Yeah, it's it's, it's really weird. Anthony Davis is pretty low um, in terms of free throw rate, just in terms of his career numbers this year. Also, it's like much slower than his average uh, of, of getting calls. I don't, I don't. It's not like these guys aren't going to the basket. Like, you know what I mean? I I don't really understand it. Um, I think I think that day where Anthony Davis I think shot like twenty eight or whatever. I think after that game against the Grizzlies, I think after that the refs are just like, we're gonna slow it down here. Yeah. <laughs> Byron Spruwell just sent a memo to all the officials, just like, hey, no more fouls for AD. Get it out of here. The next month, just don't don't call anything. <laughs> just wait until they get into that December schedule. <laughs> um, all all that being said, though, I agree with you. Your initial point, though, Ali, is just like. I said it after the after the game ended. I was like, I'm I'm not happy they lost, but they needed that. They needed that loss, and I it, because after the Raptors loss, the Raptors loss was a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Raptors, I, they tried and they just couldn't get it done. You yeah. know, it, they right. they hadn't built up like a dozen games of bad habits yet. Um, and after that game, I was a little surprised. Not surprised, but the guys were just like, it's one loss. Like we're gonna lose games. It's okay. 
And like, obviously I think that too, but I don't necessarily want to hear <laughs> the team say that. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear like, oh, we did this wrong. Like we got to work on this. We're still building our identity. So I feel like this loss is one where you have to kind of look in the mirror and be like, okay, we kind of got stomped. What do we need to, to, to do right? A lot of that, as they pointed out in the locker room afterwards, they a lot of them pointed out that like uh, it was mainly the like the rebounds. They allowed way too many offensive rebounds. And then also it was just like not defending three-point shooters that well. Yeah, the Mavs got like a ton of offensive rebounds. They also took like, I think the Mavericks took like 53s or something. Yeah, some, like crazy number. And every some, rebound was yeah. like a long rebound. Mm-hmm. And also one o'clock games is kind of strange. Like it's, I don't know. It felt like the legs were kind of weren't there either. But yeah. Yeah, Mavs grabbed 16 offensive rebounds. Yeah, it's too much. A lot of those look like 50-50, like both pe- people are trying. It's just the ball bounces kind of one way, and you get like an open three out of it, and you get another open three out of it. And then, yeah. The worst thing as a rebounder is when you're boxing out someone, and you have great position, and then it bricks, and you're like, I did all that for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know how many more... Uh... You know, one PM games the the Lakers have on 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 Sunday, but hopefully, I think one. I think it was because of Luca and Porzingis. Like they do that with some Dallas games, so that they're on prime time in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. But also, I hate the fact that the Lakers played at one, and then the Clippers played at ten thirty. Like the yeah. Clippers are third on the least. We should be getting the ten thirty game. <laughs> I don't care who's in town. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the Lakers have a one o'clock game until. Yeah, I don't even see one until February. A one o'clock game? Yeah, like a one o'clock Sunday game. Is it against Dallas? <laughs> I don't even see another one actually. Oh, they have a twelve. Oh, they have the twelve thirty one in against the Clippers. I guess in March. That's the only one I see. Oh well, that makes sense too, because that all the Zubats fans would want to see that in prime time in Europe. <laughs> yeah, but Clippers don't want the spotlight. Street lights over spotlights. Yes. <laughs> Is that a Drake line? <laughs> no. It's their, it's, it's their the uh, motto. Uh, brand. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, streetlights over. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so dumb. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but speaking of looking towards the future, uh, Lakers' next five games. Well, not even the next five games. We'll get to the next five games, but the next month. People have been, you know, people are, Laker haters are taking their victory lap. Their strength of schedule victory lap um, for, for the Lakers losing their third game all season, which is hilarious to me. Um, but at the same time, the schedule does get we enter the murderer's row, so to speak. Yes. Yeah, people people were waiting for that because that had been a lot of people's excuses, and so I really was hoping <laughs> that they'd win this one just for that sole reason. It was because like me too. People had that excuse and were like waiting for it. So like the Dallas game showed up finally a team with like a way better record than the rest of them. And then they lost. I was like, damn. But these these games, they'll prove them wrong. Yeah. You know, like, like I think they have like nine right. road games coming up, I think, in December. Yeah. How many? Yeah, nine. Damn. Yeah, nine out of the next 12 games are on the road. Yeah, so. and eight out of the next nine. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, That's wild. It's incredible. There's like, there's there's stretches though, right? So the the first four games or so against you know, tough Western Conference opponents, and then you have your Eastern, your five-game Eastern Conference road trip, and then you come back home to play, you know, a, t- a couple games, and you get you get three out of the three out of the last four in, in December at home. So I, I think it's best for the team and for for us fans to to look at the look at December in chunks, mm-hmm. right? So we have 
you know, these, the first, you know, four games, the, the, the first five games, including the Mavericks game of December, then we have the road trip and then we end it out. Um, we've already lost to the Mavericks. So looking ahead, you have the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Blazers and the Timberwolves up next. I was just going to say, there are some, I, I want to say, I guess, trap matchups and also, you know, just regular tough matchups. Like the Jazz have been getting stomped recently, yeah. but just leave it to Donovan Mitchell to come alive for, for the game against the Lakers. The on the nineteenth, starting the nineteenth too, they play the Bucks, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Blazers, the Mavericks. Yeah, and this, this, and this that's month. quite the hell road. Yeah. So basically, from the eleventh to the seventeenth, we got to beat the hell out of the Heat, the Magic, the Hawks, <laughs> and the Pacers. Like, I seriously think that's how the team has to think, though, because like that is your that is your respite, like. The Magic, they should be, even though last year against the freaking Magic, I just don't understand. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Who's getting killer? blown out? Um, so, actually, maybe LeBron will remember that, and that'll be a revenge game. Yeah. Hashtag revenge season, hashtag washed king. But, he's um, he's going to go up to Vucevic and say, you called me washed? <laughs> like did I did not rest. say that. Uh, but like, even even like the Heat, like without without Avery Bradley, I'm a little concerned about who's going to guard Jimmy Butler. I think we'll have him back by then. I'm pretty sure. I, I think that's said. what I could be wrong, but I think he's supposed to be back in like a week or two. Okay. I think I could be very wrong in that. Though I just remember. Thinking. Yeah, I remember they said he won't play on the road this road trip, so yeah. that takes him out until. At Portland, so hopefully he's back at Minnesota. Dog, we are talking about the Lakers. We're not going to see this man until after the trade deadline. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they've been a little better. I mean, Kuz didn't sit out, right? Like I thought he would sit out against Dallas, but um, but he played. I did too, honestly. Yeah. Did did he turn his Did he turn his ankle in Dallas or was that? Yeah, no, Wait. Washington. He turned. His that was against ankle. Washington. Yeah. Oh, okay. you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, I was actually surprised he played too. Yeah, I was shocked when he came back in the game against Washington. Yeah, that was weird. We were up like thirty already. Yeah, no, he came back in. Yeah. NBA Twitter traded him today, so it was kind of <laughs> kind of wild to see. Well, who's the worst player that that uh, NBA Twitter traded Kyle Kuzma for <laughs> in the aftermath of the Dallas game? I think I saw for DJ Augustine, but I, mean, I thought that was like a strange one. I think I saw for Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> You mean NBA Conference Player of the Week, Carmelo Anthony. Put some respect on it. Mm-hmm. How do you guys love my mellow? Mm-hmm. Stay mellow. At least silent on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, was- double zero, Alpha and Omega, Infinity, New Beginnings. I'm not going to you- disrespect mellow. Did you read his Instagram post on why he chose double zero? Yes. It's very no, interesting. Raj, please. Not right now. but what- Oh, start- sorry. Go ahead. You- you'll have your mind opened. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I didn't even know you could choose like double zero. I'm like, why not just have it zero? But I guess you're saying there's a very meaningful meaning to that. It's beautiful. It's very Kyrie esque. Oh, okay. You know what? Should we have a live reading of it? <laughs> if you have it ready, I'm I'm going right now. That's fine. Uh, I just <clears> want to <throat> make sure Raj is in the right state of mind. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Double zero, a number greater than any assignable quantity or countable number, without end process that never stops can never be given an exact value simplicity and balance the mysticism of our past and the possibility for an an eternal future give the infinity symbol a sense of awe and wonder infinite nature of god 
We cannot stay away from God without Him trying to bring us back to Him. The chance to have a new and great beginning without the past left behind where it belongs. Beginning or end. Alpha and Omega. Wow, that was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I hear the tears in your voice. That's, that's, no, that's, <laughs> I'm choking that's, up. That's the sickness in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a rage, but that's cool too. <laughs> wow. Blazers going to win the title. Like, I got, I got them favorite. Blazers in six. In a way, he out Kyrie'd Kyrie there. Yeah. And we're really going to lose in Portland too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's good. After reading that, yeah, trade Kuzma for him. (laughs) This is just setting up for the game versus the Clippers on on Christmas to just be uh, the most important game in NBA history. We, what, what do you guys see happening against Denver tomorrow? So just just keeping it one one game at a time. What do you guys see happening tomorrow? I I I think personally, it's a eight to twelve point win for the Lakers. Oh wow! I think they come back like they were, especially AD. He was saying how like this team doesn't want two losses in a row all season. Like he's just saying how like they know they can like beat any team. Or like Frank Vogel said, he believes that he can. They were very confident in themselves. So like I really mm-hmm. do believe that like. They're all talking together and they all like want to destroy the Nuggets just to like send out a message of, hey, you all can't just say that our record was or or we were playing bad teams and stuff like that. So personally, I think they just go like guns blazing and beat them by at least eight to 12 points. I wish I was that optimistic. Mm -hmm. It might have been the uh, speech I just read about Mello. So go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do. I do think the Lakers are going to win for similar reasons. I think they're going to take the game seriously, but I I don't think I just don't think we're going to be able to snap like flip the switch in in, in terms of like season performance that quickly. Plus, like they still have Jokic, like the Nuggets are are playing pretty well right now, too. Um, Even though Jamal Murray, I don't know if either of you watched the Nuggets game last night. Yep. Where Jamal Murray. Lost to the game in regulation and overtime against the Kings, right? Yes, I he will just, say he... this about that final play. It seemed like it was a play where Jamal Murray was like dribbling down to the paint, and that uh, the, I forgot who it was, but was curling to the uh, three point line. He was supposed to pass it there, but it was like impossible to pass to. I'm not. De- I'm, I realize I'm defending Jamal Murray, so I'm gonna stop. <laughs> it's it, you know what I I know what you're saying. You're talking about the play in overtime, right? yes. But my issue was the play in regulation ruined it for him. Okay, because that's fair. That's fair. You mm-hmm. have the best big man open on the short roll, the best big man playmaker open on the short roll, and you just like you just look up. You're, you're just like mm, I can't make that pass, and then you just dribble and shoot up. I don't think it was an air ball. It might have been, mm-hmm. and then you don't get a shot. Like the balls, and you get a chance to redeem yourself in overtime, and you just like dribble into the paint and don't even get a shot off. Like I'm also a Jamal Murray hater, so like it is what it is. Um, I still, I still reference Lazo, BBB, baby, but I don't know. Regardless, they're 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 playing well. I think it's gonna be tough, but I do think they're gonna win. I'm also just concerned about Lakers guarding Jokic. Jokic, like, yeah, you can't have AD on Jokic probably the whole night, exactly. right? Yeah, and I think he like destroyed Javale last year. Um, I remember we had Zubak on him last year. And it was just terrible. So yep. yeah. I would like to see how Dwight defends him. Honestly, I think he. Yeah. I think Dwight gives him some fits. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, the Jokic stopper, but I think he annoys Jokic the most just by yeah. being so physical with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how, like, the strength of schedule people came out and then Denver lost to Sacramento. I think that's, that's pretty funny, but I digress. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, but yeah, Denver is really good. I, and they have, like, they, their strength is kind of what we struggle with because we kind of, 
you know how we give up that mid-range kind of jumper? We're kind of like, yeah. we're going to take you off the three, or and we're not going to let you score at the rim. And that's what Jamal Murray kind of lives off of, like his little mid-range jump shot. And Will Barton does that as well. Um, they have a guy off the bench named Malik Beasley. He does that really well. Um, also, that's what I worry about. The Lakers have struggled with uh, giving up offensive rebounds. Denver's third in the NBA in offensive rebounds per game. So they got to clean that up quick. Jokic does that like on half a body of shape. Like how does he? How is he? How is he rebounding? Like, yeah, I think I think he was first on the team. Or no, who was first on the team? It might have been Jokic was first on the team, and second was Millsap, and then third was actually uh, Will Barton, which shocked me. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if you watch like the Denver games, but like their announcer was like, Jokic not even in shape yet. I'm like, he played basketball the whole summer. Like, why is he not? Why is he not in shape? Like, I don't know. Uh, I think this is in shape. <laughs> I, I don't think he'll ever get skinnier than that. I think that's his, like, shape. Like, that's what he'll always be. <laughs> he's not in shape. He's just a shape. <laughs> and that's just the way it's going to be. Um, like, I'm expecting, like, if the Lakers decide to, to really play defense, I'm expecting a low-scoring game. Because doesn't Denver allow, like, the least points? Yeah. The number they one have, in yeah. defense, I think. Yeah, so, they have the number one defense. The one thing Lakers probably have to do against them is just like speed up the pace because Lakers are like 16 or 22nd in pace in the NBA while Denver's like dead last. So I feel like they just have to speed up the pace against them. Jokic on a team that's last in pace. Shocked. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully the Lakers give us something to cheer about because uh, if, uh, if the Lakers lose two games in a row, oh my goodness. I won't be on Twitter. Raj is gonna get run off. <laughs> Were you on Twitter yesterday after Ali the game? Not, not, not really. Man, that was a firestorm. Yeah, I knew that was gonna be. So that's why I went off. <laughs> no, no. I I need to buy a car in like the next three days, and I was like, I'm going car shopping right now on on the internet. I'm not opening up Twitter at all. <laughs> what car are you looking at? Uh, I need a Honda Accord or an Acura, either. TL or TSX because I found a good deal on a TSX. Not My favorite car, car I ever had was a Honda Civic. It was great. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll mess. With, I'll mess with a nice Civic, a nice clean Civic. Mm-hmm. Just I have an Altima that doesn't get paid off for like another year or like another four or five months. So can't. Oh, that's soon actually. Too. Congratulations. Well, I mean, it was bought in 2015. So it's like five years. You know, because the car starts just breaking down randomly. Like it's like. <laughs> Like, it's weird. Like, the closer you get to paying a car off, it knows. So, like, the <laughs> it's so weird how that works. Like, the back door sensor just starts to, like, mess up for no reason. Like, what the hell? Like, you're going to need a new car. I was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> the day you that finally so pay it real. off, it just doesn't start. <laughs> that is so real. Yeah. Uh, your timing belts are exploding every time you start up the car. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about... The ratings catastrophe. Oh. I feel like we kind of touched on it last week because we were just discussing the uh, the proposed schedule changes, which were in a way the NBA's pseudo response to to the ratings dip. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ali, I would like to hear your thoughts on uh, on this catastrophe because there have been a lot of uh, a lot of Twitter philosophers giving their reasons for why the ratings are down and and, and if the league is is failing its fans in a way. I just want to know what you have to think about that. Uh, I have multiple things. Uh, one is there are a lot of stars that are injured right now. For example, Kyrie's out, KD's out, Steph's out, Clay's out. Mm-hmm. There's just mm-hmm. multiple upon multiple NBA stars that are out. So, like, if you're about to watch a Brooklyn Nets versus Warriors game, like, I'm not going to watch that. I would have before, but not now. Like, there's just multiple, like, 
players that are out and like it just ruins the matchup. So that's one of the reasons I think so. That's why. And secondly, it's the beginning of the season. So I still, I feel like if once it starts to pick up, like halfway through the season and like NFL's out and everything, it'll all like rise. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't know. Like, I feel like the, the games are kind of the same. Um, you have like a star in Kawhi telling, basically telling us none of this matters for, for 82 games. I mean, he's basically like telling the whole league that. And you have like fans hearing that, but. I don't know. I still think there's a lot of excitement. I mean, maybe like people can post a little more about Giannis and things like that, but I don't know if that boosts really ratings. I mean, a lot of people, we just get our basketball different now. Like people watch a 10 minute highlight instead of a full 82 game. And I think that's just where it's going. You're not going to get the casual fan to sit and watch a 48 minute game. Like I just, I just don't think that's where you should put your focus on. Yeah. You know? I also think there's like, there's two things that contribute to like the i guess the public perception of it one like if you're a casual fan and you log on to twitter or, or go on reddit or you know have a dis- you know, just a general discussion with someone you think is knowledgeable about the nba you have guys like that's gonna be controversial but you have guys like james harden like putting up crazy numbers and like the typical response you get from an nba fan is like oh yeah but watching him play is bullshit like i hate the way he plays when like Yo, the dude's kind of going bananas, like kind of putting up historical numbers over like a multiple year span. Mm-hmm. Like if we like showed a little bit of appreciation, <laughs> maybe <laughs> like other like casual fans would like understand that like what he's actually doing is is pretty cool. And not not just him, but like I, I, I don't know, other players as well. But also like, I don't know, we just had what the the Warriors dynasty. How many straight finals did they go to? Yeah, like five, like. Five straight finals. We had LeBron, the, possibly the greatest player of all time, versus possibly the greatest team ever assembled for like four straight finals. We had LeBron go to eight straight finals. Like maybe, just maybe, super teams and like predictable matchups are like kind of interesting for casual fans. Like they want to see this super team go 73 and nine and not lose. Or maybe they want to see LeBron like, crush everyone single-handedly and not miss the playoffs like he did last year like i I think there's stuff that we complain about as like nba fans that casual fans kind of appreciate and i don't think it's like some catastrophe i think it's just like the ebb and flow like the league can't grow every year over and over again like that's called a bubble like and that bursts eventually so i i think it's I don't think it's much ado about nothing. I think the league is smart to try and shift the way that they present the product to, to the younger generation. But like all these people on Twitter being like, well, this is why the ratings are going down. Like, how about you <laughs> calm down? Because you're the same people who put on League Pass to watch Bulls Kings on December 3rd until midnight when Rashawn Holmes has 20 points. I just checked the box score earlier. But like, I don't think, <laughs> I think there's other factors at hand uh, that, that we don't necessarily uh, understand. As, as like people who are knee deep in this. Yeah, I agree. And I think the, the bigger point is like, you shouldn't be trying to get more people to watch that Bulls Kings game. You should be making sure that all the people are watching the big game, right? Like, I, I feel like the load managing thing is more problematic than like, uh, a Milwaukee, like Hornets game in, in February has, has its ratings down. You know what I mean? Like having the big time players play the big games, I, I think is more important. What's funny is I really do believe that when the playoffs, uh, start i feel like those ratings will be higher than last year's playoffs at least that's my belief like just because it's more like even mm-hmm. i actually agree with you yeah yeah 
And it'll be interesting if, like, the playoff ratings just, like, blow the regular season ratings out of the water because I think that is the exact type of thing that encourages the league to sort of put these, these like, new innovative ideas of, about, you know, regular season tournaments and playing tournaments to sort of add a level of significance to games that didn't have them already. Uh, because that, like, that's, if, if people tune into the playoffs after not watching all regular season, like, that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to try to make games more playoff games, or more like playoff games, I should say, so. I don't know if you guys seen, but, like, the NBA started to crack down on those YouTube highlights. Have you yep. seen that? Yep. I think that's kind of interesting. Like, I don't really agree with, with doing that, obviously, but um, you can see that the league tells what's going on. Like, they started posting the condensed games, which is basically the YouTube highlights, um, on their NBA page within, like, 30 minutes of the game finishing. And they never did that before. But this year, they started that. Like, the Lakers game was over, and they had the full condensed game, the full, like, 10 minutes of the game posted within, like, 30 minutes. It used to be, like, an hour and a half, right? Yeah, or even more. It used to be, like, the next day you might get, like, the NBA uh, highlights kind of page, a four or five minute of, like, somebody telling you what the highlights are. Now it's just the full game, like, condensed, um, and they're posting onto their YouTube page, which was really fascinating how they're kind of seeing where the game's going. Yeah, you made me think about the guy who goes, NBA.com, top 10. <laughs> yeah, 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 that guy. <laughs> like, now look at Luca like, going out, now it's none of that, it's just the full game, like, with the real commentators right there, like, that's interesting. I know I said this last week, but I just, I can't handle the tournaments. Oh, it's just too much? Yeah, I just, like, even the, you see even the players' reactions. I hope they see the players' reactions to that, and they're just like, no, you can't. You, you Tournaments are just, I don't think that'll work ever in the NBA. You're sounding very get off my lawn <laughs> right now. And I don't even disagree necessarily, but. I mean, yes. it's, it's I, I respect the, the, the want to change and, like, try to find new ways to, you know, get the players more into it or even fans more into it. I just, like, to be able to get a draft pick. For, like I, I saw something on Twitter it was like to be able to get draft picks, maybe mm-hmm. like the winner of it gets draft picks for the teams. Like, why do some of those players? Why should some of those players care? Yeah, I think they're really the point of the tournament is just to make winning a title not the end all be all. And I think that's like a that's like a whole par- problem with the NBA. I think we all kind of do that. Like again, like you talked about James Harden, right? Like he's looked at as a joke because he lost to the Warriors the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're trying to make winning the title not the only thing. But again, that's like the reason AD left New Orleans. Like you can stem that back to anything, right? Like winning titles. We've put that as the premise. It's why KD left. And now this is what you've created. You have a star league. And now if you create this tournament, why why in the world would Kawhi Leonard care about winning this little tournament? Like he wants to win a title, right? Like he's, I don't know. You're going to have like marginal players competing in these tournaments. And again, it's like watching a Bulls-Kings game. No, no offense to the Bulls and Kings who have nice young players but i mean that's basically what that tournament would be in my opinion i just think kids like they, they like want to go in the nba and their dream is to win an nba championship and like you know maybe like make an all-star game stuff like that i could just never see them like thinking like i can't wait to win a tournament that gets my team draft picks yeah <laughs> yeah so i i want to say something in favor of what y'all are talking about and then play devil's advocate um you can't market the league as a league of the stars, like market the star. Like my little sisters are Warriors fans, not because they like San Francisco or Oakland. They like Steph Curry. Like that's it. Right. So like my sister, if like Steph Curry doesn't care about this regular season tournament, my sisters aren't going to care about this regular season tournament. You know what I mean? If you're going to get these teenagers to care, then like they're not going to care about Kai Bowman and like the Santa Cruz Warriors playing for this banner. Um, even if John Hollinger says that Memphis would love to hang a regular season tournament 
tournament banner because they don't have any laundry to hang in the Raptors otherwise. Um, now to play kids advocate. Uh, at the same time, though, it's like like the, the model of a, of a regular of, a, of an in season tournament is after like like European soccer, right? Like like EPL uh, for as an example, and like EPL is probably it is English Premier League or British Premier League, whatever. Um, probably like what the one of the biggest soccer leagues like in the world, right? One of the most the most watched soccer like they play on NBC Sports in America, right? Like the Champions League plays on NBC Sports in America. And it is such a tradition. Like you can win the, the 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 fixture, the title, whatever, but you can also win the Champions League. And there's a tradition behind it. I was born in 1992. The Champions League first started in 1992. Like if you just like, and I don't think it just became a tradition, right? It was a tradition like 10 years ago. If you can create something and just do it for 10 years and like make it a tradition, like some of these things, they just, they gain significance by inertia, just by being there and getting done. I feel like that's what happened with like the Champions League. Like things can be new and like gain significance. Like I don't think it's necessarily like, like some things just gain significance because it's what we do you know what i mean right uh so i I think there's like like i don't know like i'm pretty sure when people came out with the most improved player award they were like what the is this who cares like who who improved the most like we have mvp rookie of the year like i don't care that this dude was trash last year and he's okay this year but like eventually like you have a pascal siakam and it's like geez this guy really got better so like i don't know maybe if you know a team like the Kings won the in-season tournament and they're happy and they have great morale and all of a sudden they like go on a a stretch of wins and they sneak into five and then all of a sudden they're playing the four seed and they get a first round playoff victory then like all of a sudden it's like man like the narrative begins you get what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so I don't know that's I I don't even know if I believe that I'm just playing devil's advocate so I I guess my my only thing would I I'd rather have like a Western Conference final or a second round appearance mean more, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, like to me, like winning a title isn't, the, maybe it's because I've seen two titles, like as like a really hardcore fan in 09, 010. But like, to me, like if we make the Western Conference finals this year and lose, like that's, that was a really good year for me. Like, I feel like that was after the last six years, what I just watched. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a good year, but obviously a lot of people would feel nah, they were like, we just traded everything for that. But I mean, like, I feel like that would be a nice year, and I don't think that's how the NBA looks at itself anymore. I don't think Giannis sees himself as that. Like, I don't think if the Bucks lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, he's gonna go home and be like, "Damn, do I need a new team?" You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's kind of. I'd rather have that, but I guess the tournament we could. It's it matters as much as we put put it to matter, right? So. I'm imagining July 2021. Giannis is like, yeah, I just had to stay with the Bucks because, uh, you know, once we came in second in that in-season tournament, I just knew we had what it took. <laughs> Eric Bledsoe finally found a game he could play in. Like, was... <laughs> yo, well, it's gonna happen. So I guess we don't really have a choice in the matter, regardless. Once Adam Silver has an idea, he's like, yeah, y'all are gonna do this, and the owners are like, ah, oh, fine. Fine, you can you can find us ten million dollars for tampering, whatever, Adam. <laughs> Could you imagine if they said no? You can't. A player can't rest during the tournament. Like no, Ooh. no load management whatsoever during the tournament. Yeah. I can imagine that's a thing though. Like I, I can really. They're saying we'll let you, we'll let you manage your load all throughout the regular season. Mm-hmm. But like for these twelve games in January, like y'all gotta play. And I, I could totally see them like saying something like that, or or at least you know proposing that to the players' association. Whether the players' association would have a counter proposal, that's another matter. But 
Like, I, I, I think I think you hit it on the head. I think that's what they want to do. They want to add importance to these games during the lulls of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, the way you do that is by saying, like, yo, you got to play. Like, Kawhi, you can't play 60 games just because. He's Granted, like, he's, me. That's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's different. He has a degenerative leg injury, but yeah, you get what I'm saying. There's also a big thing is there's not that many rivalries in the NBA anymore. There's, like... Speak on it. There's many ones. Like, there's, like, maybe Laker Clippers, and then there's, like, Laker Celtics, of course. But, like, I feel like a few years ago, in the past few years at least, there's been, like, matchups between certain players where they really go at it. And, like, you can't wait to see them again. But I just feel like that's not there as much anymore. Like, my girlfriend, who's a Knicks fan, for those who don't know, would, like, watch, like, the Heat will be playing the Knicks. And she's, like, sitting down with popcorn. Like, oh, yeah, Knicks Heat. And I'm like, yo, no one knows that you care about this game right now. Like, <laughs> this isn't Alonzo Mourning and Patrick Ewing. Like, no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, though. Like, I remember the Westbrook KD first game, or the exactly. first couple games. Those were, like, really fun to watch, you know what I mean? I mean, you knew the Warriors were going to win, but that didn't even really matter. Because yeah. you had, like, Westbrook and KD. I just watched, like, the uh, Rockets play the Clippers and... Paul George and Russ had like zero animosity. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like joking with each other. Not that I want to be like, hey, you guys can't be friends, but yeah. like, you know, but. You're gladiators! Yeah. <laughs> you know, but- I'd like some sort of like friction, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think Chris Paul played, I mean, the, the Thunder played the Rockets and you would have never even known that Chris Paul got traded. I mean, it was just. There's, like last year, I mean, you'd watch like Blazers and Thunder with Westbrook on the Thunder. Now it's like, if they were to play the Rockets, it wouldn't be as like, you know, as crazy. Right. It's just not, it's not as many rivalries or as many, like, intense games as there was maybe in the last few years. And again, I just named, like, player rivalries. Those aren't even team rivalries. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sure the Pelicans-Lakers game had pretty good ratings. Yeah. I'm sure that was all due to Alex Caruso. I mean, that's, that's one <laughs> I mean, obviously. Watched. It's all I want to see. Yeah. Thank God for Bleacher Report. Otherwise, no one would know who Alex Caruso is. That was so stupid. It was so dumb. And the thing is, that person didn't even, like, call out the person they've called out the most. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they yeah. just called they called out specific players in that tweet. They didn't even use, oh, yeah. they didn't even use yeah. who Bleach Report actually tweeted the most about this season. It, it was it was an intellectually dishonest tweet. Exactly. <laughs> and people ran but, with it. He's like, why don't they show more Dante DiVincenzo highlights? <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe because when the Bucks play the Knicks, Clyde says on air, "I don't even know who the hell this guy is." <laughs> he said that tonight. They were it was it was Divincenzo, Connaughton, DJ Wilson, Ursan Ilyasova, and George Hill. And Clyde literally says on MSG Network, "We can't even name three of the guys on the floor right now for the Bucks, and they're the best team in the league." <laughs> And I'm like, I'm pretty sure most people watching can name like or something they said has been in the league for a freaking decade. But I don't know. I thought that was hilarious. All right, so the league is dying. That's what we're. That's, <laughs> that's the conclusion. That's the. <laughs> uh, the league is dying, but uh, the Lakers' title chances are still thriving despite a loss to Luca and the Mavs. That's how we put a bow on that. Well, I mean. The only thing I hope is that we're, we're going to record in around a week, and uh, in about a week, the Lakers will have played four games versus Western Conference potential playoff teams. And so help me God, if the team is 17-7, and seven, <laughs> all hell will break loose. I might have to quit my job. They might run me out. It's so uh, funny that saying 17-7, all hell will break loose. Like, that's a good record, but I, I get exactly what you're saying. It's yeah. an amazing, like, we, everyone should be embarrassed. And I don't even mean Laker fans. I mean everyone. 
like the the amount of flack the Lakers are taking for for being seventeen and like strength of schedule or like uh, whatever. I don't even as if like if they lost those ten games to the teams below five hundred, then like what would they be saying? Oh, now oh, they're they're a real gritty, scrappy team. Like what <laughs> what are we talking about? It's funny. Like if they even if they lose those next like next four, which would put them as you said seventeen and seven, they'd still be two games ahead of Utah for like the sixteen, which is like <laughs> which is hilarious. Like <laughs> like the Clippers are fifteen and six. Like we'd have to lose three in a row just to get tied in the loss column. Like, I think that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a Laker fan and you're listening to this, first of all, if you're not a Laker fan and you're listening to this, I don't know what you're doing, except <laughs> supporting great content. But if you're a Laker fan and you're listening to this, ignore the noise because we got this. It, it's all good mm-hmm. it, until we trade Kuzma for DJ Augustine and then the sky's falling. <laughs> or sign Jamal Crawford. I don't oh, know, one of the stop. Two. <laughs> I love Jamal Crawford, but stop. Although, I mean... Carmelo, Carmelo, you know, has changed. So maybe Jamal Crawford will sign and get Player of the, uh, of the Week. I, I, I mean, you, you playing games, but I'm not. You playing games, but I'm serious. Oh God! Stop! Stop you playing games. Right? Jamal Crawford, like backwards. Somebody, somebody, tell Pete to make a Jamal Crawford video for LFR. <laughs> Could really get into it. We got to be a lot worse than seventeen and three for like a Jamal Crawford. Video, <laughs> let's be honest. Lakers react to I'm losing, still, losing one game by signing Jamal Crawford. I'm still waiting on my Jason Kidd offensive <laughs> concepts video, to be honest with you. Could you imagine, like, we already see a Rondo-Troy Daniels backcourt. Could you imagine a Rondo-Jamal Crawford backcourt on defense? What defense? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure David Shee is going to yell at you on Twitter for even saying that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so you have that coming your way. I'm I just believe wrong. he's trolling because I don't want to live in a world where he's serious on every single one of those. So I'm just, just going to believe like these are all trolls. I'm, I'm Some men just like to watch the world burn. David's going to defend the crap out of Rondo. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get we'll get Rondo love from Dave, and we'll get uh, a KCP thesis from Zane, and we'll be good to go. <laughs> now we just need a Troy Daniels uh, dip- uh apostle, and and the triumvirate will be complete, just like Undertaker, Charizard, and oh, who's the last one? Oh, come on, bro. Uh, how are you not going to remember that one? That Did you say Kobe? Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's such a given that. All right, well, that was embarrassing, so I'm going to end the podcast now. <laughs> I actually, I'm just going to edit that out and just like no, <laughs> just no, cut no, everything no, until be, me saying Kobe in a completely different tone from the rest of my sentence. Um, Charizard, <laughs> you just listed out. You say Charizard and uh, Kobe. <laughs> Charizard, Undertaker, and Kobe. <laughs> if you're listening, tweet Ali what Charmander looks like. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and Charmeleon, because, like, you can't have, oh, yeah. like, you got to have a middle child. Oh, yeah. Sh- shout out to J. Cole. We usually just skip the middle one, though, in that, usually. Like, usually those ones. That makes sense. But you just, you don't let them evolve? <laughs> well, you do. You just forget about the middle ones. Oh, okay. My bad. All right, well, we'll talk about Pokemon <laughs> more next week. Uh, without any further ado, this has been The Forum. Peace. Peace. Shit. No, I thought that was good. I thought that was really good. He's so sick, he can't even hear right. (laughs)